You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 326 of the New Utah Podcast. No, Um, Julia. Yeah, Julia's, she's gone. Julia's been poisoned. <laughs> I don't know, Bree read that text to me, and I was like... I was like, did they not tell people, or did she just not pay attention to Because the way that text read, they put a notice up a week ago, and she just noticed today. I, that's what I, I couldn't quite figure out. So so she sends us a message and she, says she's not going to be there. Because she's not feeling well. Not feeling great. And then she said, my work is sending me to the ER. But she didn't explain, so Jeremy sent me a text. Well, cause she sent it, and then I asked him, like, well, what's going on? And she said, well, the drinking fountain, when she first started two or three months ago, whenever, it was out of order. And there was a sign that said out of order, but they didn't really say anything. Then the sign went away, and so she said, I've been using the, the drinking fountain the last few weeks. And then they, she said she hasn't been feeling well to her boss, and somehow, I don't know, the connection was made. The boss is like, well, I've been using the drinking fountain. And she's like, yeah. And the boss is like, well, you can't. It's contaminated. Everybody who's been drinking out of it's been getting sick. Like, wouldn't you, like, wouldn't you, Don't like, you make actually. you sure that that sign stays up then? Yeah. And, like, the drinking fountain gets or turned unplug off. unplug it? And, like, yeah. duct tape Like, you something? can turn the water off to it. Drinking well, fountains have water valves. We have drinking fountains in our office that are just unplugged. Yeah. Like, they're just not plugged in. I, anyway, so... She's getting checked out at the ER right now. Well, I mean, if she's... <laughs> That's a work comp claim. If she's getting actually, like, sick, sick, like, who knows what she's got. Yeah. I, so so she, I did ask her, the only update I've gotten is I did ask her a couple hours ago, how's it going? And she said, well, they asked me what kind of contamination, and I said, I don't know. They didn't tell us. But they're asking, well, is it lead? Is it mold? Is, you know, what, what? Cause they're trying to figure out what toxin it is so they they're can treat, to treat it, properly. it. So since, since she didn't know, they're just, they're running a general blood urine test, checking the liver, checking the, that kind of stuff. But I haven't heard anything for the last See while. See if it's like heavy metal poisoning or some sort of bacteria yeah. or a parasite. Maybe she's got a tapeworm now. Who knows? I have no idea. I'd, I'd pay for a tapeworm. I don't, I don't think you would. They help you lose weight. <laughs> you go to Mexico and you take a pill and it, no. it blooms in your... Yeah. We do not on this show condone eating a tapeworm <laughs> to lose weight. Well, you don't eat the tapeworm. You swallow the pill. Look, man, I've seen some of those like ER on the TLC or whatever and that girl, like the visual of a bunch of worms in the toilet. I had the tapeworms when I got back from Mexico. There was it's a gross. there was a girl on TikTok and she she's I, was it four or six or something because I think I forwarded it to you. Oh fucking no! She ate something and she had a bad reaction and so they thought she was allergic to it. So she hasn't eaten it, but she's like had like weird issues and stuff like her whole life. Not not anything super crazy, but just whatever. N- nothing that triggered her to think about anything. And then she started getting really sick and she did all these tests and she has, she had some tapeworm that only came in whatever, like it was, came in the fruit or whatever that they thought she was allergic to. So she, they figured out like it's been living she's had in a her, tapeworm for her whole life, like 20 years. She's had this tapeworm in her body. She named it. <laughs> yeah. They killed it. I had, uh, I had pinworms when I was real little. Pen, penworms. I got ringworm from a cat once. Uh, ringworms, gross, man. My cat I had ringworms, but I didn't get the ringworms. We had uh, the wrestlers in high school occasionally, like in the old high school. I think in the new high school, they were much more strict about mat sanitation. But ringworm would go around, yeah. and you, like you could actually. The fucking thing about ringworm is you can actually see the rings on people. It's, it's gross, and so the gross. rings are the worms. It's so yeah, gross. It's so gross. It's like lice. As a kid, I remember lice went around our school one time. It's so nasty. I know. I don't know that I knew anybody that had lice. Yeah, I was a poor kid. We, you had the lice from. Well, we, not necessarily you, but it went around the school. Uh, yeah, it went around the school. We had the lice shampoo and yep. the lice picking stages. And the, the, and the school nurse would pull everybody in and do the comb thing. And yeah, I never had that happen. Yeah, I th- <laughs> I still think the pinworms. I'm so were confused. Worse. <laughs> the pinworms were way worse. 
Lice is gross. It, but itchy buttholes that are caused by living beings is disgusting. Lice is gross, but they do the shampoo thingy, and it's it's treatable. It's, it's just a parasite. Gross. You got a whole bunch of those. Good times. All right. This has been a <laughs> parasite discussion on the new Utah podcast. We were um, supposed to get a Jeep update and a shop update, but well, we'll have instead to, you just get the water disease contamination update. update. The contamination. As much as we know for now. Or what we know for we now. We probably won't even know for a couple of weeks. I mean, last time she had an issue, it took us two weeks to figure that out, too. So that's what happens. I don't know if it's just. Her? It's just so unlucky. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Is her? I kind of feel like it is because, like, Sean brings the drama, but she doesn't have this many problems. I don't know. She's moved a bunch in the last couple of years yeah. from bad situations. One one situation was not her fault at all. The other she's one was literally semi her fault. She's literally had to move every time because of bad roommates. Yeah, and the, like, legitimately, it's not like we're letting her move because you know. June doesn't want her pink cup in the sink or something like it's it's like racist people or uh, roommates who are letting like <laughs> criminals in and or inviting people over that are trying to break into her room. Uh, people that try and kill her uh, people that don't let her keep her food in the fridge like like these are some seriously disturbed people that my I'm daughter finds. I'm just waiting for the other hat to drop on Dory like whatever fucking psychosis she has. I think we already know. Like, she's just, she's unhealthy. That I really girl. hope so. But I saw the weapons this girl has. We're moving Sean, Sean in. Sean has some of them in her room now, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. We're moving Sean in, and I walk into Dory's room, and she's got, like, three fucking machetes. She's got, like, four different custom knives. I think she had a gun. She probably has a gun. Yeah. This girl. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is some hardware. She's like, yeah, it's for the fucking apocalypse. I'm like, all right. I'm good with that. So you stab my daughter, in which case I'll fucking stab you. But she gave some to Sean, so apparently she, she wants to Let's make sure that Sean can defend herself. She, she wants to make sure that when she stabs her, like, Sean can stab back and we can have a real domestic incident. <laughs> when the zombies come. No, I'm saying that's probably going to happen. Knowing Sean's luck, that'll happen before the zombies get there. <laughs> fucking that's the psychosis. Dory's actually, like, secretly a serial killer. She's going to murder Sean. She's definitely much cleaner than Sean. So I I asked her, I'm like, you you know, you know Sean, who you're right? Moving in She's with. like, yeah, okay. Uh, we were supposed to have our window fixed today. Oh yeah, the the BB. They hole. call. So I called them and I asked them when they were coming, and she's like, uh, we don't have the set the schedule set yet because we just opened five minutes ago. She's like, so I'll give you a call as soon as we have the schedule set. So she called and left a voicemail and she's like, yeah, it's going to be the end of the day, like between three and five. So I warned Chris. I'm like, it might be like right at the end of the day or hopefully it's closer to three and it'll be done before the podcast or whatever. So he's like, okay. So then I was, uh, I was working away and I saw that the glass company was calling me again. I'm like, oh, maybe they're moving it up. No, they went to pick up our pane of glass from the supplier because they're just installers like glaciers don't make glass they right. install glass our pane was broken and he's like it's happening more and more and more and more <laughs> he's like we could probably put it in on friday and i'm like we're going out of town on friday because i really don't want them here like when we need to leave yeah I, I don't think that they need to be inside the house but if they needed to get in here or something like that's not cool so he's like well I, i'll push for thursday he's like but it's gonna be more like after labor day then Oh, well, that's fine. Let's after we get back. I know. It's fine. It's just, it was disappointing because like <laughs> we'd planned it all and I called this morning and three like had a time doors. and everything. And so after finally, you know, three tries to get the, the glass in the door fixed. Now, now we're on try number one for the glass in the window. So yeah, that's, that's the window saga update. We still haven't taken receipts over to the neighbors because Chris is like, sweet till it's done. Make sure that we've like spent the money that we need to spend and. <sighs> Good times. Yeah, excellent times. Chris Chris wants to go shoot their windows out now. It's just <laughs> a fucking nightmare, man. All because these kids were, for some fucking reason, shooting bottles at the end of their driveway pointed at other houses. Like, I doubt they pointed the guns up, but it doesn't matter. There's a reason you don't fucking shoot towards things. Just oblivious. They're just, they're kids. I mean, like, why not go in the backyard? You know what they have in their backyard? A fucking hill. A giant ass hill that prevents them from shooting any of their neighbor's shit. 
but they went in the driveway. Who knows? Maybe they shot out some of your neighbor's stuff. Your neighbors just don't know it. I no think idea. Steve actually checked uh, when Chris told him what happened. Um, and then the, the other neighbors, because of the way the houses are built, it's it's like, you know how it's, it's most houses are like, or neighborhoods are like garage to garage and then side of the house to side of the house. Well, the way that we are in the corner, their garage is actually next to our, our side of the house. So it was just like their cars and stuff. But that means that our neighbor is like garage to garage with us. So to actually get to anything of theirs, like it would have been, I mean, honestly, there's a big fucking tree in front of our house that they had to get through too. (laughs) Well, and I, I think that's probably what they thought would happen. Is that well, I don't think they thought. That, no. I, I don't that, think the trees. They, they, the tree they weren't like, like the trees of sand trap. That was not in their nope. brain at all. They thought the beating. Okay, well, I'm thinking like a little girl would think. You're no, thinking nope. like little boys think. Here's how a little boy thinks. There was no thought at all. The BB will stop in the glass when it breaks it. Yep. <laughs> That's, yeah. They don't think about ricochets. That doesn't happen. It's a fucking BB. That's how so many kids put their eye out. So yeah. put your eye out. The ricochet. That's how he did it in uh, A Christmas Story. Yep. Shot fucking the ricochet. target. Oh, my God. I shot my eye out. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to cry to mom. Mom, icicle fell on me. Those icicles are known to kill people. A little bastard. Fucking liar. <laughs> So our flooding, oh, oh, flooding down oh, in Moab. Oh, yeah. Moab, uh, all the national parks down south. Uh, nothing in St. George this time, but all the Virgin River stuff has been fucking flooding. So they, I was reading an article today, and it was saying it, that this is a 100-year flood. What that means is they estimate once in a 100 years will you get this level of flooding and this is it. This was the hundred year flood. Well, I don't know if you saw Vegas either in the last few weeks, but, uh, the river Vegas, the like turning the area underneath the, the sky ride, whatever the eye or whatever yeah. it's called into a river. Oh, and they found body number five in Lake Mead. Oh, nice. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. I think they found the foot first. Reminder, Lake Mead is not filled by the Virgin River system or the waters that hit Las Vegas. It's filled by the Colorado system upstream, and uh, that didn't get a lot of water. And the Colorado system doesn't have no water didn't in it. Didn't get a whole lot of water. <laughs> I think the flooding in Moab feeds the green, which is part of the Colorado system. So they um, may have gotten a little water, yeah, but not, but not enough. Not enough when you're dropping five feet a week. Well, and I was seeing that we're probably going to have, there's a like 60% chance we have another La Nina year, but that doesn't, it's funny because they're like, it's headlines and then you read the story and it's like, well, the last six times we've had these, like two in a row or three in a row, which is where we're at, um, three of the times we had more precipitation than normal and three of the times we had <laughs> less precipitation than normal. So I'm like... What the fuck is this even a story? It's not. You can't predict what this thing's going to do. All I know is it will adjust the jet stream a little bit from yeah. where the jet stream would fall in a normal year. And in a normal year, the jet stream runs right over top of us. And if it, you know, if La Nina happens, it'll be above us a little bit. We're just in like the weirdest spot. Yeah. Well, and everybody around us is flooding and we're still dry as a bone. Yeah. I mean, we've had our thunderstorms. Like we've had our monsoon season. Um, True. It's it's still going. We still have another month or so of it. True. Um, And we've gotten good precipitation for sure. Certainly no floods here. But which I don't want floods. I don't mean it like that. But but it's just everybody else is getting like. Well, I mean, in in Moab. The ground is drier than it is here. Yeah. Year round. Well, that's so. the problem. I, I, it does not take much to flood Moab. When the, yeah, because, because the ground is so dry and, and hard. Can't absorb anything. When we, the Friday that we were moving Sean, we had just gotten her out of the house and we were all headed over to the condo. So she's living out here on the west side with us now, which she's been living up on the east side. Um, and it started pouring. And so, uh, because we didn't know what the parking situation and stuff was and Don hadn't been to her new place. Uh, he was just going to meet me at the house and then we were just going to take my car over to kind of reduce the amount of vehicles that were over there. But he ended up behind Chris. So he called me and he said, I'm just going to follow Chris over there. Don't worry about it. Well, I'd already started coming up 60 seconds. So I'd gotten off of 215 and I was headed up 6200 South and I'm like, oh, I forgot something at the house anyway. Not a big deal. I get to this intersection of Cougar Lane and 6200 and it is totally flooded. Like everybody's like <laughs> driving through super careful so that we're not like spraying water on the car next to us so that we're blinded. But it like, I'm like, Oh, I'm glad I'm in the CRV and not 
the um, Chris's car because I was watching the sedans go through and it was literally up to their door. Like I wouldn't be surprised if some of them opened their doors and had like a little bit of water come out when they got home because it was it had just come down so fast and so hard. And that's like at the bottom of the hill. And then there's like another little rise where the uh, railroad tracks are. Mm -hmm. And that whole area was just full of water. Well, let me tell you. If you are driving in a sedan or really any vehicle and you have water at that depth, don't fucking drive through it. You're going to ruin your car. Like the number one thing that's going to happen there is your fucking intake is going to fill with water. And instead of air, you're going to have water get into your engine. And guess what doesn't go real super fucking well? Well, I watched other people go through and I could see that the CRV would be fine. Yeah, I'm just saying as a service announcement for our listeners, don't fucking drive through those things. It's like walking through the river as it's overflowing yeah just stay away just don't don't do that like i've watched people so when i used to years and years ago i used to work at that complex on 39th and 7th east and uh there's a there's a spot there where it dips really bad and there's drainage there right to drain all but that's where water will collect and we had a really crazy storm and it was like the first storm in a while so of course the gutters were completely packed full of shit and when that happens the water doesn't drain very fast so there was like a two and a half foot deep pool of water. And we just sat upstairs on uh, the third floor and we just watched cars for like an hour. We watched cars go through the water, get about a foot away from the like depth of the, like go through it and come up the top. And then their car stalled out every damn one of them <laughs> because they got water in their air intake. So don't that can do actually it. also happen if the rain is driving hard enough, it can get up. Like as you're driving along the streets because it's like spraying up and down and all the, and your car can actually suck in too much water. Yeah, that's really rare. Uh, no, but, but driving through a lake is probably a bad idea. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's fall. Well, it's going to be fall. There. Uh, the temperatures seem to have cooled down, question mark. Yeah. I, it's supposed to be warm again this, like this entire but week. But warm means what? Like 90s, like yeah. lower 90s. Not upper 90s, hundreds. No, so but... So it's cooled down a little. But I always think of September as like the beginning of fall, even though it's not really officially. I think because that's like go back to school time. And like when I went back to school, like we got our new clothes and they were always like fall clothes. So... And you were still wearing shorts until October. Well, not you. The rest of the people in the world. <laughs> no, most most of the kids that I went to school with all wore their new clothes. And so there was like pants and stuff. Um, but yeah, that means, uh, Oktoberfest is starting up, up at, uh, the Snowbirds. Yep, Snowbirds, and it's their 50th anniversary. Oh, so they're gonna have the same stuff they have every year. Every year, just with a big banner that says 50, a, I don't know. <laughs> a big tent with, uh, bratwurst and schnitzel. Speaking of Snowbird, and I just heard this, like, semi, uh, I don't know, in my periphery of my ears, ball, my ear balls today, um... You're going to have to start making reservations to go up and ski so that there's a place for you to park and they're going to have limited parking and you don't get to go up unless you have a reservation until like the afternoon and then they'll, they'll be more flexible. That makes sense after all the chaos last year. Oh fuck. It's been a, it's been brutal. Just take the parking ride bus. Yeah. Like take the bus. Well, up. The, and that's their point. Like if, if it's a, uh, you know, when it, like you're like Brenner, he like he just will just go skiing because oh, it snowed overnight. Like if you have uh, season tickets, I think that they like there's some exceptions made for you. But other than that, if you just wake up and you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna go skiing, and you don't have a pass and you didn't make a reservation, you just plan to take the bus because that's the only way you're gonna get up. Interesting. So yeah, Oktoberfest is Saturday and Sunday. Uh, now through October 16th. So it goes on for a long time. It doesn't actually go all the way through October. I want to know why, uh, yeah, I want to know why Oktoberfest starts in, Cause, in cause August and then ends in the middle of October. Because it's snowbird in late October, there's often snow and they don't have the open outdoor festival True. when there's snow on the ground. By mid-October in that's, years past. That's why. They've had to shut it down. That's why. Because Oktoberfest was a way to get people up to Snowbird mm-hmm. during a really normally, like, quite off season. Uh, and it works. People go up there. They drink. They go up on the tram. Um, 
uh, it's fun. It's okay. It's not a bad place to go and hang out for an afternoon. Usually I have a little like fair of vendors and stuff. The entertainment and the tent's okay. Um, I don't know if you want to go there. If you want food though, don't go there. Go to Bohemian. <laughs> True. Cause the, the food is like giant festival catered food. It's not very good at Snowbird, to be honest with you. Not, not at Oktoberfest. Some of the restaurants there are really good, but. The Oktoberfest in Park City is usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, the neighborhood Hive is having an Oktoberfest too. On September 11th. I'm really disappointed that you didn't find this until this week. Um, cause it's only a week away and I, Really have always wanted to go to this thing. Oh, the Soldier Hollow uh, <laughs> sheep sheep herding festival. So Soldier Hollow every year it's called the Soldier Hollow Cl- Hollow Classic. They have a sheepdog festival in early fall um, or late summer, as it were, and it's the second through the fifth of September. So it's that whole weekend. So I've always wanted to go. I don't know if I'm going to go up there or not, but that's something I've always wanted to go see. Cause I, I think sounds cool. Watching working dogs actually work and do sheep herding. It's pretty cool shit. Well, we were going to have a guest tonight. Um, and we waited and we waited and we waited <laughs> some more and they didn't show up. And that happens on occasion. Um, they confirmed this morning and, um, who knows? Could have been a car accident. I hope it was not. I don't want to wish that shit on anyone. Hopefully it was just work related. Cause, Yep. got hung up at work, but... That happens. We live out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Not really, but we do live in gangland, so maybe they got carjacked. I don't know. I don't live in gangland. Uh, I think if you looked at a per capita gang violence <laughs> map... <laughs> if you compared it to Riverton, you guys are... <laughs> <laughs> compared to Manti. Compared to Riverton full of the Moe's. <laughs> You yeah. guys got all the people that aren't Moe's, and you're nothing but trouble. It's true. We had all the Mexican Catholics over here. There, there's so many bathtubs with, like, Guadalupe in them or Virgin Mary. I was, watching, Mary so I was watching a, it this travel show the other day, and this guy went to, to Mexico, and he goes, he goes all over the world, not just Mexico, but he goes to festivals. And there's... Have you seen the, the Exploding Hammer Festival in Mexico? No. They literally tape dynamite to a hammer and then hit a railroad tie with the hammer and with the hammer. What the fuck? And like people's, well, their hats are getting blown off. They're people are losing eyes and fingers, and it's a festival. Then hey, you can make a festival out of anything. It sounds like. And then there's the burning bowls. It had a fancy Mexican name, but also in Mexico, where they take these big floats, for lack of a better word, that are. That are shaped like a bowl. Do you subscribe to the obscure TV channel on uh, streaming service? I don't subscribe to the obscure one, but I like to find the weird stuff. <laughs> so, so th- they put fireworks on it, but this is Mexico. So these are like anything goes literally. There is no rhyme or reason. So they bring the bowl into the middle of town. They spin it around and then they light it up. It is shooting bottle rockets at people. It is blowing up all over. Half of them catch on fire. I got to be honest. I've done that. <laughs> I haven't spun a ball, but we did throw a gross of bottle rockets or more into a fire, into a bonfire. And, just... and then we all ran for cover. It was pretty cool. And then I've heard of the tomato festival. I want to see, Is that in France? The tomato, where they throw tomatoes at each other. But I had never heard of the Orange Festival in Italy where they reenact some story type thing. I thought you were going to tell me they throw oranges at each other because you just said that they, people throw tomatoes. I'm getting to that. Oh. There's a carriage with like six dudes in it pulled by six horses that goes through town as fast as it can and you throw oranges at them and they throw oranges at you and people are getting like bloody noses and like black eyes because it's an orange. That's like a throwing a softball at somebody. What in the fuck? <laughs> I don't I mean, we have Oktoberfest. Did, did it explain, like, how that started? Yes. Like, why? Okay, so I need to know some background okay. for some of these. So the oranges, it started in, it was like the 13, 1400s. The prince of this particular, it's it's Italy, so obviously there are no princes and kings now. But this particular area, there was a prince. And if it was your wedding day, he would deflower the girl before her wedding day. So the miller's daughter, as they call her, uh, is getting married the next day, so they send her to him. She cuts his head off oh. in protest and runs away. And so, good girl. How the oranges and throwing oranges at people—I don't quit. Didn't quite make the connection, 
but that's what it is. So first, the Miller's daughter. The oranges are a metaphor for semen. For balls. For, for semen. cutting off balls. So she, she cut his head town. off, not his balls off. <laughs> she rides to town first in this carriage and throws flowers. And then maybe it's the king's knights that went after her. I don't know. But they they go through town and you throw oranges at, at them and they throw oranges. I, at I know Bria asked for a more explanation, but I actually don't think it's any better. I'd say that, that's I, yeah, I don't. The, I'm not. We do like Oktoberfest here. Um, that's it's, the festival. I mean, we have we have like an Asian festival, the Udon festival. We have the the um, Hari Krishna's. Down well, south we have do have Pioneer Days, which can be really weird. That is a little weird side. I mean, we light off fireworks and have barbecues. Then there's the the ch- no. The actual parade is. Like, there's some weird shit that goes on on those floats or, like, decorations. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah, some might say the same thing happens in Gay Pride Parade. Yeah, but I get it for Gay Pride Parade. (laughs) That gets weird. Then there's the cheese wheel thing where they chase the cheese wheel down the the super steep hill. Oh, the giant cheese wheel down the hill. People are, like, flipping and breaking legs. That's in, like, fucking Switzerland or something, right? It's in England or Scotland. It's somewhere in the British I'm just get Look, here's where half of this shit came from. I guarantee it. People get bored. Like in pre- Before there was TV, they're like, look, we have an abundance of oranges. Let's, Let's well, throw look, them at each other. Look, most of these fucking places didn't have, like, they couldn't read or write. Like, there was no printing press for a long time, and like, you know, you gotta entertain yourself, so. Oh, and then. Yeah, I feel like you and, and Jeremy, if you sat, like, together for a week long enough without anything, you'd start throwing oranges at each other. Maybe. I don't think it would take a week. Probably wouldn't take a week. <laughs> then there's the baby jumping in Mexico. That's the other one. No, I'm not, dude. I'm done with these weird fucking things. So, right? so the priest comes out of the, what would you call it? I don't even know. That's the, the priest's the house. Cathedral? The, no, the rectory. Cathedral's. The, the house is called the rectory. No, it, it, there's a name for the thing behind knows the, what I'm talking the, about. Yeah, anyway, the pastor's house. No, so he it's comes not the out, house. It's the room behind the altar. He comes out dressed like the devil. And all the teenagers in town yell obscenities at him to get him upset and to chase them. And he's whipping them. But it is awesome because he's not holding back. Like, he's hitting these kids like, whack! They're falling down with welts. Anyway, then when it gets down to the end of town, they take all the babies and put them on these, like, pillows. And then he jumps over the babies and it blesses them. Does he ever miss and land on a baby? They weren't going to tell us if they did. It's not very often you leave me speechless, but... (laughs) Is this travel channel? I was watching this travel show. This dude goes to like these super obscure festivals throughout the world. I don't, and we just have Oktoberfest. I mean, we have other festivals, but holy shit, like that's some weird stuff. That's like borderline serial killer type shit. Mm-hmm. Mexico. All right. Well, you know, we're gonna talk about <laughs> Utah again. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do a palate cleanser. Uh, we're going to talk about RSL because um, it's, you know, it's that time of year. There's not a lot of games left, honestly. Um, I think we have like four home games left this season. I want to say, I don't remember when the regular season ends. I should go look real quick, but uh, um, just a couple months left. Um, the just. As a note, by the way, the World Cup is in November this year, uh, so that's going to happen soon. Um, but uh, let me see. I need. I still need my men's national team jersey, but I think I'm going to order a women's national team jersey. Yeah, so you're going to start seeing some stuff uh, come like September, October. You're going to start to see some some things happen. Um, Sorry, that's the Hammer Festival. What? With the explosives on your hammer. That's fucking that looks like a, a weird. Not a, it looks like a sledgehammer. I yeah. was like picturing like a like a framing hammer or something like that. So yeah, there's a few more games, but not a lot. Like there's so, no protective gear. These guys have no, got some. No, gloves he on. didn't describe protective gear. He said they hit a hammer on a railroad thing with a with fucking stick of dynamite. Explosives taped to it. It's it's weird. So anyway, uh, RSL is still in the playoff race. Um, We've been having a, a rough go of it these last few weeks, for sure. Uh, we're sitting on 38 points. That still puts us in the playoffs. Um, I think that we'll probably still get there. Um, I think we need to definitely find a way to score some more goals. Um, LA is just lights out ahead of everyone. Um, there's there's no catch. Who was it that just beat them, though? Uh, 
fuck, I don't remember who beat them this last weekend. doesn't really matter. They're lights out, head and shoulders above everyone. I don't remember who they just played. Does, does, do they have a chance this year? Um, I mean, maybe. Like, the road to the cup goes through LAFC. They're at 57 points, and the next person behind them in the West is uh, nine points back, and that's Austin at 48. So they're almost 20 points ahead of us. So in the world of soccer, a uh, win is worth three points. So they're basically seven wins ahead of us. We would have to win out, and they would have to lose out to catch them. Uh, and that's just not... That's not a realistic thing. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make the playoffs. The, the line between, you know, once you get past those first couple, um, the third place team right now is Dallas at, at 42 points. And then Colorado is 11th at 32 and the top seven come in to the playoffs. And so you have like 10 points separating number three through number 10. And so, or number three through number 11. And so, RSL is definitely in the hunt. Uh, I think, like I said, we'll make the playoffs. Um, it is interesting because uh, we uh, uh, we certainly uh, could use the players that we've signed. Um, so we've signed a few players um, recently. So we've got um, – what the fuck's his name? So we brought in uh, Musovski from LAFC. Uh, and these are all like right at the end of August or right at the end of July, beginning of August. I'm sorry. They were, um, signings right before the end of the transfer window, um, which is a weird thing soccer. So does. they're signed, but they're not, they don't, do they play this season or they're signed for next season? Well, in theory, they'll play this season. So, uh, Musovsky was playing for LAFC, but he's been injured. So he hasn't been playing yet for RSL. Uh, uh, brain, Brian, I don't Did you know. just say brain? Well, it's his name's weird. It's B-R-A-I-A-N, and, but I think it's just Brian. But uh, it's uh, Brian Ojeda. He's on loan from Notting, uh, Nottingham Forest, which is a, a team over in England. Uh, and he is having visa issues, I believe, as is uh, Brian Oviedo, uh, who is another um, uh, player. Uh, that's a defender that we brought in. Um, so I think those three are actually struggling with some visa and injury issues, but hopefully we'll get them soon. Uh, ideally, Bobby Wood and uh, Justin, uh, not Justin Miram, but uh, Demir Krylock will be back here hey, soon. Hey, Demir. So we talked at the first, kind of at the beginning of the season about the changes they were making to the stadium, but we haven't really talked much since the beginning of the season. So the changes continue. Uh, the number one problem they still have is the sound system. Like, it's, it, there's not even anything that's close to being as bad. Like, you can't understand anything that anybody says. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to understand the announcers or my, no, it's the speakers. The speakers like are when straight you up. Walk underneath the speakers, all you hear is, they're, they're just straight up blown. They're, oh. they're blown through most of the stadium. And they've been, they had some other speakers at the beginning of the, the, the season that they brought onto the field. They're not doing that anymore. I don't know why they stopped because that actually fixed the problem. They need to disconnect the shitty ones. Um, it would be better to hear like minimal announcement than my, my guess is that they're going to, what I've heard is they're going to, Redo all of that in the offseason. But it's, it's tough to make because those are, those are all over the stadium. They're way up high. They're down low to really make that kind of change. It's an investment. And I think they're willing to do it. I just think that it's not something that they can do in, in between games. Yeah. I mean, cause you think about it, like we're having a game every other week, roughly in the stadium. It's really hard to make those kind of changes in less than two weeks when you're talking about massive cabling and audio placement and, and making sure the system functions before a game. So I suspect that'll come in the off season. Um, but otherwise, I mean, they've been making great changes. The concessions have definitely improved dramatically. The way that you get into the stadium oh my God. is much improved. They have, they've, they've moved. So if you've been there, it used to be just kind of wide open and then they put some master turf in and they put some fencing up that they can actually close the area off and but you would still come into that area and do events and stuff and they would have kids games and vendors and stuff but the entrance was still next like the 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 metal detectors were still next to the actual stadium entrance like the actual gates to the stadium and so if you were out there and you bought say a beer from Bohemian which has a truck there 
You couldn't take it into the stadium. Well, now you walk in to the stadium and you go through improved medical medical. So, so <laughs> improved- instead of being instead of being uh, metal detectors, they're magnometers. So they're not all the way up and down like metal detectors are. They're two little posts that you walk through. So like you can walk through with your phone or your keys or whatever, and it doesn't set it off. So the only thing so far that we've found that sets it off is my cowbell, which now that I know, I just kind of know. But this last time, because there was a, was it the fights? Yeah. We don't need to go into the detail of what happened. Oh, come on. You were going to tell, you were going to out my daughter. But anyway, they, (laughs) they, we had like temporary like security and they were like, you can't have that in. It's a noisemaker. And I'm like, no, it's a musical instrument. So we had to wait for approval to get in. But that's basically the only thing we found so far that sets it off. So it's actually really nice. It's because it's a giant piece of steel. And then once you're in there, when you, when you're inside that and you've got the Bohemian there, you can take your beer from the Bohemian, go in and walk That's into it. Yeah, so, so they've been doing for the last year. So they'd stuck food trucks out in that open lawn area. But the problem was you got something there and you had to consume it there and then come into the security. Yeah. And now that they've put security in that the open area, other side of it on the gates that they already had created anyway, um, it's fantastic. It makes the whole pregame experience for a lot of fans a lot more enjoyable. There's a lot of stuff you can do. You don't have to worry about like, oh, I got to get in. And they still do the ticket at the gate, but you can walk in. You can experience the stuff outside. You don't have to. There's not a huge line to get in. People just kind of filter through and wander into the gate when they're ready to go That's in. That's good because the couple times I've been, which I realize it's been a little while, it all like came to a pin. Well, yeah, and that was the problem. Like, yeah, especially in Utah with our late arriving crowds, when everyone is trying to go through security at the same time because they're like, "Oh, it's seven o'clock for a seven o'clock kickoff. I should go inside and go to my seat." Then they had to go through security. They had to look at the bags. I mean, the clear bag policy helps a lot with that. Um, but I, I really think doing the security to come into the the pavilion type space up front has made a huge difference. Onto the grounds instead of right yeah. at the actuals. Yeah, and at halftime, I can't remember if they had started doing this last year, but at halftime now, they have that space open um, to even, like, even though you've used your ticket, so normally it wouldn't be because you've passed through the gates. Yeah, but they, they move the ticketing to the gates themselves yeah. outside. And so you can go out. So, like, a lot of the kids that are in our area will go out and they do, like, play games, games and stuff, and stuff at, at halftime. Um, you can, the trucks are still out there. You can go out there and still get food and stuff like that. So they're, they're using that outside space. They're making it more a part of the stadium and it completely changes the feel of everything. Uh, I should also mention it's football season. So NFL preseason has been starting, uh, college football will start, uh, this next week, actually. Um, I don't know if it starts this weekend for some teams, but, um, the Utah, University of Utah, which is the only team I give a shit about. Um, so Frank, who we've had on the show, boy, it's been over a year now. His second oldest son plays for the U of U now. This is his oh, first nice. season playing nice. for the U. So, so September 3rd, uh, it's at, it's not a home game. It's, uh, at Florida. We're going to play the, the Gators. So that'll be a, a really tough opener. Uh, and then we do, you know, a couple of bullshit games where we play like Southern Utah University at, at, uh, Rice Eccles. Hey. And then, uh, no, Sandy, you're, you're talking about a fucking team from a school of like 30,000 versus a team of, from a school of like 8,000. D1 versus, you know, other. Don't we play like Idaho State somewhere in there? Uh, no, 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 no. So we have San Diego State and Southern Utah and then, uh, and Florida and then everything else is conference. And so after that, it's, I mean, we have a Arizona State, Oregon State, UCLA, uh, USC. So all, I mean, those are big. It's all conference. It's all Pac-12. Yeah. So San Diego State and Southern Utah are the two joke teams that we play (laughs) in our sort of preseason. But that's normal. Like the fact that we're, the fact that we're playing Florida, like that's a, that's a game that if we win really puts us in a great spot. Um, but anyway, I thought I'd mention it. Uh, that's, uh, Saturday, September 3rd is when that, that, that game is right around the corner. The home opener for the team is the 10th. Uh, so, I mean, it's football season. So you're going to hear a lot about football, but, uh, I wanted to share some soccer stuff, uh, as long as we got time. I haven't talked about them in a while. And Some actual football stuff where you actually use your feet as football. opposed to f- 
to football where you use your hands. Run, run, tackle ball. You still won't win that argument in America. Sorry. Nope. It's America. America. We invented football instead of footy. Merkel. Football. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about uh, the Utah League. So we've talked about this story a few times over the last few years because um, there's all these ideas of how to fix the algal bloom on Utah Lake and restoring that lake because it is the largest body of fresh water in the state, uh, Utah Lake is. Well, and it does feed the southern end of the valley. I mean, so like... In Riverton, my secondary water, it comes, it comes from Utah Lake and the tributaries from Utah Lake. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it does, I mean, it's a, it, it, it services a fair amount of the valleys. So it is an important lake. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we had talked about this when they first proposed it, but there was a, there was a, a proposed solution that they would basically build an, a city of islands on Utah Lake. And populate it, and whatever they were going to do there was actually going to fix the algal bloom problem that they have in Utah Lake. I think it had something to do with by putting something in the middle, it would change the water flow, something. Yeah, and it would help it, with the bloom. It and, had like some scientific reasoning behind it. It would help quell the carp population and stuff like that. But uh, the, uh, it's a $6 billion restoration project that has now been, uh, tagged as unconstitutional according to a state report. So that's dead in the water. Why is it unconstitutional? Um, well, now you're going to make me go read the article again. Cause it was, uh, it was a, it was a while ago when this, well, I shouldn't say it was a while ago. It was like, I don't know, a day or two ago when I read this. But it's been it's been proposed. Didn't they propose like three years ago? Four well, years they, ago? They they passed a piece of legislation in the last session um, to study to, to to study it and to yeah. review options because it's got some issues. Um, and uh, the, but this report, I'm trying to find where the unconstitutionality comes from. I think it has to do with it being like a private group or some shit like that. I don't remember, but. Well, because the the lake's owned by the state, correct, and a correct. private institution wants to put some. So I I would assume it's like putting a, a city in a state park. You can't do that. Maybe something along that lines. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it has to do with the state owned and giving it away to someone else. Yeah, something. Uh, also, we didn't talk about this when it happened. We were actually in Bear Lake. This happened about a month ago. Um, maybe a, the beginning of the month, really. Yeah. Um, there was a meteor that had uh, streak, streak, streaking, stricken, flown, struck. Blue. Well, it didn't strike the sky. Oh, I thought you were going to no. say like landed, like struck it, the earth. Well, it did strike the earth, but well, um, that's why I was saying it struck. entered the atmosphere. Yeah, and they 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 suspect that it was like three hundred pounds or something like that when it entered the atmosphere. Um, well, it was the day of your company party, and it was weird because I was getting ready for the company party and Chris was in the basement, but I was upstairs in our bathroom, which is on the top floor. No, it wasn't. It was before that. Cause it was at bear Lake that we all talked about it. It was that day. And so I'm getting ready and we, and I hear something and I, I'm like, Oh, it must be the neighbor or whatever. And I asked Chris if he heard it. Then we go to his company party Nope. And we were talking about it and people were saying, I was going to the gym. Did you hear that? Did you tell me? And they were all t talking about it. So don't nope me. <laughs> didn't we talk about it at Bear Lake? Maybe we didn't. I, I thought we talked about it at I, Bear well, Lake. Well, so when we were at Bear Lake the year before, the same meteor shower was taking place, but our weeks were slightly off. Oh. So we weren't able to see it at Bear Lake. So we did talk about so, that part. But of it. was it, so was it at my company party that you were talking about it with people and found yes. out it was a meteor? Oh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, so there was a I was large... thinking we talked about it at Bear Lake. Well, I don't care what you were thinking. You were always <laughs> telling me I'm wrong, and this time you're wrong. Yeah, so there was a large, well, large is relative. There was an explosion of sorts, shook people's windows. Well, it was a sonic boom. So, uh, yeah, and that's what it was. Well, and it was weird because our neighbor has like their wood pile and their crap always over there. And our bathroom is right next to all of that, our bathroom window. So as we were getting ready, I kind of just assumed that he dropped something. something or thrown something. But it was like really loud. And so I asked Chris if he'd heard it because his office window is on the same side of the house. And he's like, I didn't hear anything. And I'm like... Oh, it must have been the neighbor then. And I wrote it off. And then we're at his party and people are talking about 
what it was. And people were saying, yeah, I was on my way here. I was on my way there or whatever. And Brandy, our friend Brandy had actually posted something Something, too. Yeah. So when it hit the atmosphere. Yeah, it was like 8 a.m. It hit the atmosphere and it's coming in. It was like 8.30. It's coming in at, you know, supersonic speeds. when When you break the speed of sound in the atmosphere... It makes a loud boom. That's why they, yeah, that's what happens when jets do it, when they hit, you know, Mach 1. Um, and so, uh, it f- streaked across the sky and, uh, landed somewhere. Uh, what pieces of it didn't burn up because a lot of it burned up and it, someone found it. I know the one that we had probably three or four years ago that we've talked about landed out in the Dugway Proving Grounds and you can't go out there. So nobody, to my knowledge, Nobody recovered it. You probably shouldn't go out there anyway. The one we had, I don't know what that was, three or four years ago. But anyway, so yeah, so they found it. Did they say about approximately how big it was? Uh, I mean, it looks pretty big. There's a picture of it. It's, I mean, it's, it's as big as a brick, basically, the piece that he found. I wonder how much it weighs, because remember when we went to the, um. They're heavy. Yeah. To the planetarium. Planetarium. They hit. They had a number of them. Well, it depends on what it's made of. Yeah. Right? Like if it's pure iron, which a lot of those were, they're incredibly heavy. And there was that one of the aquarium that's the size of a dice. Mm-hmm. And it was like a ton or some crazy. You couldn't pick it up crazy. So probably not that heavy. But but yeah, but that's so I don't know what it's made out of. Um because they don't I mean he just found it. Um but uh he he uh went out to where he thought it would land, roughly where it land and found it in, in like a day, he said. Uh, and he is not telling anyone where it's at because he's actually turning that over to the university so oh. that the university can send their team and students out there to go look for more pieces of said meteor. Because it broke up, you know, into pieces and some of it will have inevitably hit the ground and That's not cool. completely burned up. However, so. I mean, it's, it's so crazy if you think about it, at that trajectory, if one piece is three or four inches away from the other as it comes into the atmosphere, that thing could land in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a, a big, long spacing that those things, because they're, they're going so fast. Yeah. So. But that is really cool. That is really cool. It's not every day that, like, half the population hear gets it? to hear it. Were you? I didn't you know? hear it. Heather noticed it. I didn't, but Heather I, did. I don't notice that shit, because it doesn't. Like, I've had enough, like, jets and stuff hit the sound barrier over the well, years. Well, my guess is you probably even, you probably heard it and knocked it off as Steve and you put it in the back of your mind and didn't even register it. But Could be. Because I was up higher, like, I, was, I think it was probably a little bit louder for me and just, like, because it just startled me. I was, I was in the office and working and so I was in the zone and I don't hear much when I'm in, I'm in my working zone. Well, and you would have been able to see it maybe even out of your window. Possibly. Because you face the northern sky. Possibly. I didn't notice it, but Heather's like, did you hear that? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, hear what? That's so basically of, the same but, conversation that we had in our house. Pretty much yeah, the same Well, one. except for the difference is like Phoebe was acting crazy and oh, made Oh, that's, that's what made me Phoebe come downstairs. Phoebe made Brie come downstairs. So she, she kind of wavers back and forth between who she stays with when things are happening, but most of the time she's up with me. And she came over and she was by my side and I walked, I had walked out into the hall to do something after this had happened and she was like by my side and she kept she was hurting me so i was like oh maybe she needs to go to the bathroom so go down the stairs no she doesn't want to go outside she herded me all the way downstairs and i was like baby just brought me down here and he's like oh well that's weird and i was like well did you hear that crash maybe she's worried about something he's like i didn't hear i was like oh it was probably just steve and then she was fine it was almost like she just wanted us to check on on each other and then i went back upstairs and she stayed down here with chris and then i didn't think about it again interesting that's right. I had forgotten about the dog. Yeah, I didn't forget about the dog. Dogs now. The thunder a few days ago, though. Definitely heard that. That rocked the house. Oh, yeah. That was a hell of a storm. That was the freak the dogs out. That was funny. So uh, what else you guys got? What else we got? <laughs> you guys had other stuff. This was all my stuff that I ran through. Then you asked if I wanted to talk about other stuff. Bria thought you well, had... Oh, holy cow. I had the quarry story. Yeah, the quarry oh, yeah. story. Corey. What just happened to my mic? Nothing. Nothing? Oh, it must have been my headset then. Corey. The Corey story. Corey story. Corey story. Milk Creek? Is it Milk Creek? No, Parley's. Parley's Canyon. The limestone quarry that they want to put up into. So it got approved, but it's got gotten approved with like these caveats 
that basically make it so that it's probably not actually a Approved? Oh, my God. That's how they like to pass things here. Well, so, I mean, it's got to pass a ton of hurdles, right? Because it's got to get over environmental concerns. It's got to get through all the different jurisdictional shit. Um, Bree's headset's so messed up, she's given up on life. <laughs> um, but it's got, so it's overcome one of the hurdles, in a sense, right? Yeah, so it was approved with caveats. I'm going to look it up. I I thought I had already pulled up, but I must have closed it. Brie likes to close things on her phone and delete stuff. And then she's like, like she'll leave something on her phone for like a month and a half, but she's a deleter. Like it's weird because there's stuff in our storage shed that is years old that she's looked at once in 10 years, but on her phone, she's like, no, nah, I don't want to see that shit. So she'll delete stuff and it never fails. Like she'll do a delete spree. And then like four days later, she'll come to me and be like, Hey, do you remember this thing? I just deleted a bunch of stuff on my phone and I wanted to go look this up and it's not there. And I'm like, I do remember that thing. Cause I have a steel trap up here. And whatever I remember is the truth because you no longer have evidence. Yeah, because apparently <laughs> the meteor struck while we were in Bear Lake. Yeah, well, you have evidence of that sort of in in terms of like all the news reports for the date that it happened. You can't delete those off your phone. <laughs> I can sure as hell try, Did and I almost your- succeeded. Yeah, I okay. So. The the Tribune headline was Regulator Approves Parley's Canyon Quarry, but with conditions that could forestall any mining. So basically they basically they put a bunch of crap in there that makes it so that they can't actually do it because the Utah Division of Oil, Gas and Mining, which is Dogm, makes me want to call it Dogma. Dogm. Um they issued the permit. Um but it's it's just been put on hold because well, they've got all that wildlife stuff there, like that wild the wildlife that wildlife bridge. Do you follow them on tr- Twitter, by the way? That is pretty freaking. The cool. Department of Wildlife Resources. Yep. Every once in a while, they'll throw up like a compilation time lapse of wildlife using the bridge. That is so cool. Um, I mean, it was the first of its kind in the country, and it's really been spectacular. So other places have started to copy it. Morning though, if that has something to do with it, it's too. I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, the the kind of trucks and stuff that you'll have when you put in a quarry are, are pretty in, intense. Um, so I suspect that some of it is is the wildlife concerns. Um, it says, according to Baza's order, Granite is to obtain all required approvals from local, state, and federal authorities of applicable jurisdiction before commencing any operations. And it has to comply with all other relevant, all other relevant <laughs> statutes. Sorry, I thought I was statutes, regulations, ordinances, including those applying to zoning, safety, air and water pollution, sanitation, and waste management, and public liability and property damage. So, so it basically says those provisions would would be a huge hurdle because of the Salt Lake County amended zoning ordinances that put put a ban on mines in the Wasatch Foothills. I'm just wondering, and I could be totally wrong, do we need another quarry? No, we don't. Um, I mean, well, so, and that makes a lot of sense then, because what they... What they did is they said, yeah, you can do this if you get approval from everyone. And honestly, I don't know that they would have got approval in Summit or Salt Lake County, whichever it happened to have fallen on, because neither of them are particularly uh, great with stripping resources out of the earth nearby. Yeah, well, and they're also concerned about um, the potential of fire because of blasting. When you look at Point of the Mountain. Yeah. So There's they're they're worried about that, and then of a quarry. both yeah. of them, the yeah. point of the mountain and the one up Bountiful. In, in Bountiful, it's across Bountiful area. So yeah, one end of the valley and the other, and on the west side of the valley. I mean, this is something I was commenting to both of you guys earlier. So I was driving home today uh, from uh, a thing I was doing out in Draper, and I was coming on um, Bangeter. And that curve on Bangeter, right where you're, if you're going um, westbound and then it curves to northbound, right at 134th. Mm-hmm. You know, I see, I see the Kennecott Mine pretty much every day when I drive home because I drive up 104th a lot. But you only see like 
You see the window, a little, the, a little that, the street, that the street and the stuff on the street kind of gives you the chair, the chairs, because it's the a trees lot of, and yeah. stuff. Well, because the chairs of, that are in the middle of the street. It's also a lot of uphill driving when you're going up uh, onto the west side, and and because people forget we have two benches in the valley. Yeah, and so, but you see that bit, and then even that, it's you can really see they've turned the mountain inside out. It goes all the way down. You can tell that it's not the way it used to, like the way it should be. But when you come around that corner on Bangator and you get a look at it, you can see the, 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 the length. It the goes whole the whole thing. damn mountain. It is really long. It is not just that chunk. It, and you it's get pretty much the length of the entire valley. Yeah. And I don't drive that way a lot. So I don't get that view frequently, but it's a pretty unobstructed view too. That's the other thing. Cause there's Harriman and stuff out there, but the mountain is so much closer that this stuff doesn't block it, right? So like when you're further away, like at I-15 and you're looking at it, there's so many buildings and you're down lower in the valley. But yeah. when you're there, you're up on the same level as most of the buildings and there's a bunch of open space still right there. So you get a great shot of it. And it is like a testament to how fucking ridiculous humans are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's done a lot for the state. Oh, I was just going to say, like, some of the other regulations that they put in place are just requirements for signage and fencing and all that kind of stuff. And if you think about it, like, that's a canyon. It's not like it's a flat piece of land that you can throw up some construction fencing and throw up some signs. Like, you're going up and down. There's trees. There's terrain. There's all sorts of stuff that you've got to take into account. And then, like you guys were mentioning, all the wildlife and stuff that would be impacted by the fact that now that there's now there's fencing and blasting happening. You you make it out to be like that's any different than what they would have done on any other sort of thing. Those restrictions, to me, don't sound onerous, but the fact that they're requiring them to get approval from the localities is the the tough one. That's the tricky one because the rest of it doesn't seem super onerous that you seems like what you would want any, no, any mine or what I was do. saying though, is like that on top of everything else, uh, like there's so many requirements that they have to meet in order to even apply I, to get approval. I get that a lot with, with clients who call up and they're like, well, I want to do this and I talked to the city and they said we could and it's like, okay, well, they said you could, but what you're not understanding is all the hoops you have to jump through so that on the surface, yes, you can, but I am telling you right now, you can't. Yeah. It's just too difficult. It's too much stuff. They put, and they do it on purpose. I mean, it's, it's how the government, it's good, bad and otherwise. It's the bureaucracy and it's just how it works. So, well, that was interesting. It was. You didn't even want to talk about it to begin with. No, I did. I just didn't want to look it up myself because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. And I didn't want to take the time to read before we got on with the uh, the change in show format for the day. Um, and you had read it. So I thought you could uh, talk about it. And you did. And it was interesting. For real. Plus, it made me remember the, uh, the giant Kennecott fuck the mountains stuff that I saw earlier. And we've talked about- for some reason, my bad hearing thought you said... The vagina, just like the way. Well, the, kind the of the vagina fuck. Yeah, I'm good. In, I'm good with that actually. From that's, a plane, that's kind of what it looks like. Looking, I'm. I mean, not really. It looks like a giant hole. Down, maybe a butthole. Like a really gaping. Well, like a butthole. colorful butthole. Yeah. <laughs> a colorful butthole. Utah's colorful butthole. Is that? Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all. We just found the show title. We haven't found. You know, it's been a while since we found a show title like within what we talk about. <laughs> Uh, wow, that is so going to be the... Uh, Every once in a while, I do contribute to the show. <laughs> Utah's colorful butthole. This is how you know the show's explicit when you have titles like that. Um, <laughs> so what happens when we don't have guests, we kind of... We just go off and go start off. talking about shit that we know is going on. It's all right. Uh, sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need it. Uh, I think if we would have had more notice than not than any at, at all, <laughs> we would have probably done uh, some more national park stuff because I, I really liked what we did last week. Hopefully yeah. hopefully our listeners did, actually, because um, I, I, I want to do more of that. So I actually think we should probably like kind of put one in our back pocket. You know, like right now we should prep whichever one we're going to do next, you know, in the event. And then we just have that sitting there in our back pocket because this happens. I mean, it's not any fault of our guests. It's just the way the world works. Sometimes shit happens. People can't get sitters. Work comes up. People get sick. Who knows? It's all yeah. good. Uh, I I do want to say uh, I know 
we stopped in uh, the neighborhood hive this last weekend and they're doing some sort of festival, by the way. They have Oktoberfest and they're doing a holiday festival. So I think their Oktoberfest is September 11th. And then they have an October or a holiday festival that they're doing in December. So, so uh, take a, go take a look at their website, follow them on their socials and stuff. They're really good about posting about stuff like that and about other things that are coming up with, uh, other local events that are happening throughout the state and different things that they are a part of and some things that they're not just that the community's a part of just up in that area. They're, they're big community proponents for sure. Well, I know we've had some conversations with some other people not on the air and they are going through some growing pains. As you would expect. I but, mean, they're doing some, they're doing something that no one else has really done before. So it, it takes some time, but it's you know, a, give them, give them a chance. It's a business concept and it's, if you've ever owned your own business or run your own small startup, I'll give you an example. So I ran uh, a business with some partners. It was a mobile point of sale software company. So we sold point of sale, uh, meaning like when you went into a fast food restaurant or a restaurant and they tap on those screens for your order. Or a fireworks stand. Yeah, or a fireworks stand. All the Phantom Fireworks stands used our stuff for a long time. Um, they'd punch in the order or scan stuff in and create your order and take your payment. We wrote a piece of software for that on iPads uh, and sold that. The company that we did that with, we started out as a uh, warehouse uh, enterprise resource management software that shifted for into... Plumbing, right? No, not even for plumbing oh. to start. That shifted to... Plumbing ordering on the trucks for warehouses, because when you have a plumber come over to check out like your water heater, they don't just have a water heater chilling in their truck. Or when, the parts they may for not your have, water Yeah, they heater. might not have so they, your particular part. They, yeah, they don't. 99% of the time, they don't. They have some odds and ends in their truck and tools, but they don't have your shit. So they come into your house and they look at stuff. And today... Typically, that means they call their office and they say, hey, I need this water heater and this earthquake strap and all the stuff to go with it. And then they place an order and then in a day or two, they go pick it up from the supply store. Well, we were like, oh, well, we can make that faster. We can have the trucks order directly from a phone, go pick it up at the supply store same day and bring it back and do that job that day so that it, it skips all the middle part, but all the invoicing and stuff still happens on the back end. And we transform that into point of sale. <laughs> so my point is, when you're a new business and when you're doing something, uh, a new business concept, a new business model, you go where things tell you to go. You might have... Well, some... this podcast is a good example. It has definitely evolved. My business, my business today is not what it started out no. uh, 16 years ago. Because you have in your mind what it's going to be, but then when you actually start doing it, you adjust, you yeah, you my change. consulting business is very similar. You have to, you know, like, yeah, you just business until you are established and you have a, a real like you've got it, you've got it figured out. You have to figure it out. Because my guess is your business is not going to change a ton from now until you retire. Right. Because now you're established and you've got expectations your your clientele your processes is set. figured out you know there there will be technology changes and a few things like that but your your actual business is not going yep. to change but like you said when you're first working it out first starting your own business as opposed to working for someone else deciding am i working from home am i working from an office like i know when we were when we first started being friends again 20 years ago or whatever it was uh, after we had, you know, lost track of each other, your office was in the basement and then <laughs> your office moved upstairs because your kid had needed the, needed the room. room. And then like you redid your whole upstairs to be at your, like, and now you have signage and like the whole thing. But so even just in that amount of time, yeah, it's changed. just logistics has changed. Yeah. So, so the hives changing, growing, evolving. Yeah, I mean, they've got some of the stuff they wanted conceptually is there and in place and done, and other things have transformed a little bit. Uh, you know, I think conceptually what they wanted to do isn't maybe where they're at right now, and maybe it'll never be at that spot. But Or maybe they're they were having to take a different path to get there. Like, we don't yeah. know since we're not in on the planning and stuff, but what they have 
is actually pretty fun. And and what I can tell you is they are proponents of the community and helping people launch businesses and be successful and they're very supportive of of the the small business community as a whole in the area. And if you go sit on, you can sit on my chair. Yeah, you can sit on Jeremy's stool, the Salt City Home Design stool. Um, <laughs> we should post a picture for this episode since we talked about it. Yeah, you can send one to him. Did you even take one? Am I the only? No, one I asked one? you to take one. <laughs> I did take one. Yeah, I haven't seen it because when they had the grand opening, I was in Texas, so I wasn't able to go. Yeah. And then when we went, Chris said, "Oh, I looked at Jeremy's chair," and I was like, "Oh, I forgot to look at his chair." <laughs> so I took a picture of it for you last time I cool. were there this cool, last cool, weekend. Cool. So. uh the whole point of everything is stop obsessing. I don't know why. That was a really shitty transition. That's our oracle, and our oracle for the week. Stop obsessing. You're not the center of the fucking universe. Oh, you're not the fucking center of the universe. You might be the center of the fucking universe, <laughs> but you're not the fucking center of the actual universe. Just the- go stand in the middle of Utah's colorful butthole. There you go. <laughs> Please share the episode. That's what helps us uh, more than anything is when people share our shit. Uh, follow us out on social media at TNU Podcast, where you can see where Jeremy has created a place for you to put your ass right. uh, over at the Neighborhood Hive. And uh, our Thank website. you to Folk Hogan. Yeah, thanks to Folk Hogan for our intro and outro music. Uh, I think Nick, and uh, he's leaving the infinite or the perpetual sadness here. He's got another project he's doing with some other chick. Yeah. Uh, it's a different girl, right? It is. And uh, they're going to England or Europe to do yeah. some touring down there uh, over there over the pond. So Yeah, so look it up. It's on Across all of his social the media. And uh, Folk Hogan's doing all kinds of stuff now, now that the COVIDs are done they're back to performing they're back to performing which is fantastic great live shows uh of any age you will appreciate it i promise like, they're really they're fun as hell to watch for sure uh i hate bars and i enjoyed my time while they were playing the time before they played was fucking miserable i hate bars so much these days <laughs> but uh when they were playing it was just a blast so um and uh yeah there check out a concert or something i don't i don't fucking know um do things next week join us next week for our, our uh, oh yeah utah, our adventure, utah week. adventure utah adventure week we do uh one utah thing and one sort of utah thing uh that we're going to talk about <laughs> utah adjacent yeah utah adjacent that's what we'll call it uh and hopefully you guys have a uh have a good rest of your august there's not much of it left you got a week left week and a day really yep and uh uh, then fall will be upon us because that September is fall in my brain always. 